Welcome to Marketing Eyes Podcast. I'm Bryce Bradshaw. We're sitting here with Melissa Smith, Brandon Revere, and Sydney Roach. So today we'll be talking about influencer marketing on Instagram, which has right now over a billion users. So what are your thoughts, Sydney? First off. My thoughts, it's a huge marketing platform, medium right now. Um, influencer marketing, you can pretty much create a whole brand with on nothing based off how much you pay a celebrity to talk about your business on social media. So I feel like it's a great way to gain exposure for small businesses. Um, but it also creates a pretty much a situation where you're selling something that you possibly might not believe in or you're buying something that you had false that has false promises that you didn't consider in the first place based off of the person who posted it. And I think what's really quite interesting is I was reading the other day that Kylie Jenner's posts are now worth a million dollars per post. Now, if someone's paying me a million dollars per post, I'm probably pretty much going to endorse that product. I mean, it's a million dollars. How hard is it to make a million dollars, guys, right? Yeah. So um, I think... The, the endorsed posts where, where influencers are paid large sums of money. I mean, when we're talking you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or the millions of dollars mark, um, it is not authentic anymore. And yet it's still having results. And for someone to be paying that sort of money, you would have to be getting results. You'd have to be looking at what sort of return on investment that you'd be getting. And you'd also have a pretty good a hefty capital going into that. So it's not, not for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Well, I also feel like, you know, I kind of disagree with your statement because I feel like it all depends on you if you pick the right influencer and if you had the right product. Say, for instance, Kanye West. Kanye West could sell people a bar of soap at this point because people believe in Kanye's vision. So if Kanye believes in your vision and Kanye is backing your product, his fans support him so much, well, they're like, if it's good enough for Kanye, it's good enough for me. So it must be a really solid product. Does that work the same for Trump? Um, I think so. I mean, I feel like the the supporters that Trump has, I mean, even, I feel like they'll support him to the point where even it's, it'll even hurt them at this point. Like, even with, like, the government close-down thing. I'm pretty sure, you know, there's probably a lot of Republicans that voted for Trump, and they didn't think they would be in the situation that they are now. And I mean, he's shown that, I mean, he, he has his agenda, and he's willing to make sacrifices even if it hurts other people to kind of get what he wants done. Yeah, very true. Um, what I found really interesting that's gone viral in the last couple of days is the fact that, you know, Kylie Jenner was, had the most likes on Instagram up until a couple of days ago. And a very clever marketer, I would assume, posted a picture of an egg. Um, and 50 million people actually liked that egg, which is more likes than any other person on Instagram has ever received. Now, for a start, I don't believe there's 50 million people in the world that love eggs that much, that they would love that picture and be on Instagram and that would be a top, you know, top priority to like that particular picture. I certainly didn't like it. Um, however, having said that, it really shows just what marketing can do. Now, I'm sure that the media exposure that that egg actually got really accelerated its opportunity to have more likes 
the other reality is, you know, we're in marketing, we're also in technology. Um, how much of that is fake followers and how much of that is actually um, robots? And I, I remember years ago looking at one of the Kardashians' accounts and you could actually filter through on a program to see how many fake followers someone had. And they had like 12 million fake followers, but they only had at the time maybe 20 million followers in total. So there's this chicken and the egg, uh, excuse the pun, sort of scenario where you know, do fake followers breed more followers or more likes or not? And what sort of influence does that actually have? What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's the biggest challenge is, is really segmenting where, um, you know, what's real within the influencer marketing and where, you know, whether that's, um, you know, are they self-proclaimed influencers or are they actual influencers, which really ties into what Brandon mentioned, which is do they actually have a, a real following and a belief in the influencer? Because that's really where these things start, um, you know, historically. But now people pay attention in the, in the digital era that we live in Everybody looks at the numbers. How many followers? How many likes? How many? How much engagement? Everybody's so captivated if they, you know, have a friend in their account that gets 400 likes on a post. They're like, wow, that's phenomenal. It's it's that idea that I think gets people too wrapped up in the amount of uh, engagement instead of what the passion is behind the influencer or what the motive is. Because a lot of influencers now are really um, segmenting themselves from, um, I would say, what it was meant to be. Now they're just in it almost like a cash cow. And that's really, I would see the biggest challenge as far as influencer marketing is, are they self-proclaimed or are they actually an influencer in the, in the industry? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a danger in like influencer marketing. Uh, it's almost like they're selling something that's not authentic because you see situations like with the fire Festival. It was a huge festival that went on that they posted about on social media. They had all the top models like Kylie Jenner um, post about it, but when it came down to it, it was pretty much a Ponzi scheme. Millions of people or thousands of people got scammed out of $5,000 plus $250,000 if they got, what was it, a cabana mm -hmm. at this festival? Yeah. But just based off of an Instagram post that different models posted, even though they'd never heard anything about this festival or company before because it was new, ah. people spent thousands of dollars and lost it all. That's really shocking, yeah. isn't it? And that just goes to show the celebrities that a lot of them are in it just for a, for a, you know, for the investment. They're not really in it because they care. They don't search it out. They don't even see what they're promoting on their page. And that's when you get to a point where I don't think it's valuable anymore. From from a business standpoint, maybe from a if you're looking to just get your name out there in front of millions for a retail product, but if you're looking for something in a specific niche or an industry, that's when you really go for influencers. And at that point, the the whole idea is dead. Yeah, I, I remember yesterday looking up on a different social media platform some really big global brands, um, you know, like a Dyson or um, I can't remember what the other brand was, but the, the point was their followers were like 6,000. And if I look at my two accounts, I've got, you know, 85,000 on that particular medium. Um, followers that are all authentic. There's, there's certainly not anyone that's fake followers. Um, and I thought to myself, 
you know, what was the purpose of them being on that medium? And I think as marketers, we really have to think about that. You know, what is the purpose of our clients being on a particular medium? I genuinely feel like Instagram for marketing eye isn't important. Yes, we do have followers, but um, we have more people that look at our account rather than like it. So what that would suggest it's competitors and other marketers, and they're less likely to like or comment rather than friends and community. Um, but also, I think what's really important is we have to be there and we have to make sure no one else has our name, our domain name on that particular platform. But what is it really doing for our business? Have we actually ever got a client out of Instagram? I would say no. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would agree, but I feel like, um, you, as you know, you have to know, like, as far as your social media is, like, what your wheelhouse is for your demographic or your industry. But I also feel like you need to always touch base with each one, even though you know which one is the most important, because your demographic may change because people get older. So, and the, the popular social media at that time may change because eventually our demographic right now, that person is going to have children and eventually that person is going to become our demographic and Instagram might be the new business thing or some other social media that's been created. So if you don't always kind of keep touch with what's based with all the social medias, you'll kind of get left behind. And Brandon, you listen to, or not listen, but you look at a lot of social media and particularly Instagram. What do you find to be good accounts? What are the sort of things that you follow that you're really engaged by? Um, I like to follow like a lot of ad week. They try to keep up with like, um, you know, like the latest trends in advertising and designs. And also I like to follow like some of the um, top designers and like design firms just, you know, to just always keep like up to date, keep fresh, introspective, you know. Make sure, like, um, I'm just, like, not getting left behind. I'm just always getting diverse information in at all times. And you've got quite the following yourself. You um, have a, a huge following. You post a lot of pictures of shoes in particular. Do you want to tell us about that? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, Kylie Jenner or anything. I have, like, 18 million followers, so I feel like I'm an influencer in my own right, in my in my little social circle. Yeah. But, you know, sneakers are just a hobby of mine, so that's something that I'm really interested in. And do you think that when you post a sneaker, are people more likely to go want that sneaker? Are people coming back to you and saying, you know, I'd like to buy that sneaker? Or where did you get that from? I do often have people, like, you know, ask me, like, about certain shoes or, like, where I got them from. People are genuinely interested in the things I post for most of the part, so it's kind of rewarding. Yeah. And, Sydney, what do you think really makes an influencer? Obviously, there's a ton of women that are really, really good looking and they're in bikinis and they're in every holiday destination on the planet and they seem to have a lot of followers, you know, over 100,000 plus followers mm -hmm. um, in a lot of cases. Um, but what do you think really helps become an influencer on, on a platform like Instagram? I think actually think engaging with your followers and posting things that they would actually value and that they, it's not just a picture of you like posing and looking cute in an outfit or posing with a product. It's actually you sharing your opinion and sharing your own genuine thoughts and just 
chatting, engaging, commenting, liking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes a great influencer. I feel like not just a paid influencer who's just doing it because, oh, I'm, I'm getting paid to go to, uh, go to different events or things like yeah. that. So I think a person who's actually engaging and actually wants to get to know their followers is a good influencer. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would kind of tag onto that and say that the, you know, the influencer is being able to actually um, project honesty and across that, you know, as much as, you know, everybody likes to hear all the glorified, everything's good. Sometimes it's nice to see somebody post something that says this is, you know, comparing products or this is not good or this review was not exactly what I wanted. You know, for example, the the Rise toy review, the kid who made 20 plus million mm -hmm. on YouTube, that started off as his parents just videoing him and it's what he thought about toys. And guess what? Now he's richer than, than most people in the world. So, at, you know, uh, you know, and he's under 10 years old. So when you think about it like that, um, you know, when you're looking at influencers, I think the fact everybody wants something tangible, something real, um, definitely something honest, or otherwise you're just looking at paid advertising use levels. Might as well just go to Google. Yeah. So. And what about Insta Stories? Are you finding that you're more engaged with that these days? I mean, obviously that was an added feature some time ago. Is that something that really engages you? And do you feel like Insta Stories are important for your clients? Um, I think that depends on the client and who their market is. Um, I feel like definitely if you're selling products because of the Instagram algorithm, your your um, followers might not be even seeing your posts. So I think stories are a great way to share your products or your uh, whatever you're selling to them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Um, you'll find each week we'll have a new podcast on a different topic. And we look forward to you listening. Um, we're doing a podcast today from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs>